0: to coffee table mythos i'm eliza and i'm leah for our new listeners where can they find us instagram facebook
1: tiktok coffee table mythos at gmail.com anchor.fm spotify or wherever you get your podcasts how can they support us
0: by liking following sharing subscribing and reviewing our podcast reviewing our podcast helps others find us so that our family can grow come interact with us you can use our
1: hashtag, Coffee Table Mythos, to show us your cool art of the entities we cover. Email us to let us know what you want to hear about next, or message us on Instagram or Facebook. What about
0: merch? For now, visit us on Teespring at teespring.com store slash coffee dash table dash mythos for shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more. Leah is testing out prototypes so that we can make our own merch soon. You can also donate to us at anchor.fm slash coffee dash table dash mythos support. All donations will go to making this podcast better. And with that, grab your favorite beverage and let's talk myths. I want to apologize for the abrupt three-week hiatus before we move forward <laughs> because I did not plan... On this to happen. Like, work was like, oh, it may or may not happen. You may be taken away. You may not be taken away. And then it just happened in, like, three days. It was very sudden. It was extremely sudden. I was literally living out of a hotel room for three weeks. It was great. It was a learning experience. So, anywho, I did not plan on us not being able to record while I was even away just because, well, one... We have a laptop, but it's Leah's laptop, and Leah uses it to go to sleep, so I couldn't just steal her laptop and also have a work laptop at the same time. That would have been kind of fucked up on my part. It was just- it was a long three weeks. I'm very happy to be home. I got some goodies, and speaking of getting some goodies- What are you drinking today? I am drinking tea with honey, puka, chamomile, vanilla, and manuka honey. Did you add honey to this? I did also add honey. Thank goodness. So Leah typically makes my my tea, and I was making my tea at, at work. Not at work, but in the hotel for myself, and it was not the same. I missed the tea that you would make me. Aww. But while I was out, I was in New Jersey, very, very close to New York City, and I went to a spirit Halloween store because I could. And because spooky season, like Leah was putting up this really, really cool Halloween decoration in the house. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want spooky season. So I found this Sanderson Sisters special potion established in 1693 mug from Hocus Pocus. Shout out to all you the 90s kids or anybody that was brought up on this movie. This mug is super pretty. It looks kind of like a cauldron and I just love how it steams out. It's beautiful, and I absolutely love it. And just so much has happened in the past three weeks. But what are you drinking, Leah? I was being a little funny when I was making the tea.
1: (laughs) So I am drinking a tea by Friday Afternoon Teas in Seattle, Washington. Nice. Not sponsored, but I like her teas, and I love her TikToks. And this one's called Witch's Brew. Hey-o. It is a black tea with... Toffee chips, dark chocolate, natural chocolate, and raspberry flavorings.
0: Do you like that flavor? She wants to like the flavor, right? You really want to. It was okay when you made it for me, but
1: whenever I make my own tea... It's not the same. It doesn't taste good to me. But the one time that Eliza made it for me when I was sick, it was good. Really? Anyway, I am also drinking it out of Eliza's original cauldron mug... That says Witch's Brew on it.
0: So you're drinking Witch's Brew out of the Witch's Brew mug? I am. I like that tea. That tea's pretty good.
1: I figured, even though we're not in October yet, because this will be our September Greek episode, Mm -hmm. we might as well be a little spooky based on what I'm going to be talking about.
0: I've got feelings. Okay, I posted a thing on Snapchat about putting up the spooky season decorations in our house, which... Like, as soon as I came back, it was the end of August, and I, like, I had bought some Halloween decorations while I was out, so I started posting stuff, and people were like, not yet! And I'm like, bitches, listen, y'all get to start putting out your Christmas shit out in October before it's even Halloween. Let me have this. (laughs) Let me fucking have this. I did not get to celebrate Halloween like normal kids do for many many a year as a child. I would go to school during their, like, costume parades and I didn't get to dress up. I go fucking all out for Halloween because I love it. I love Halloween. Spooky seasons all year. But if I could get away with really letting it erupt right now, I will. I will. (laughs) So what are you talking about this week? So despite the fact that I was away and that I wasn't able to record, I still did a hefty chunk of research on one topic. (laughs) I spent three weeks away and I only got to research on one topic, but I have like a plethora of pages on it. Content warning, misogyny, and murder. Not on my part though, just by the people that did the history. (laughs) I am speaking on the Greek mythos of the Amazons. All right, so Amazon warriors. Now, I started reading this stuff on like other websites but then I ended up having to get like a subscription to a National Geographic so I could (laughs) I'm serious behind a paywall I get three articles free a month so I don't have to pay anything and this was like the one big article I got for free because I wanted more information on it so I do dive into some of the actual history of the Amazons not just the mythos So, in Greek mythos, the Amazons are depicted in many epic poems and legends. For example, the labors of Hercules, the Iliad, and the Argonautica. For those that do not know, the Amazons were a tribe of warrior women. Basically, the group Wonder Woman was raised by, if you are super into DC Comics. Now, I want to also say, like, we had to do a vote in New Jersey for the new team that I was helping train. and. Someone put Amazons, and this lady's like, what's an Amazon? And I was like, you know, like, Wonder Woman, There, she was like, oh, like, we need to make it Amazonians. And I was thinking in the back of my head, no, Amazons are warrior women. Amazonians are people that work for Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what they kept saying. Like, when I, I worked there for, like, a fucking year, thank God I'm not there anymore, but that's what they call themselves, Amazonians. Anyway, good to know. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So they matched men in physical agility. I put question mark next to this because I feel like a man would have written that that they matched men. I'd like to (laughs) think that they surpassed men in certain things, in physical agility, strength, archery, riding, and the arts of combat. Only women were allowed in their society, and they only ever raised daughters, which resulted in either killing their sons or returning them to their fathers. That is the mythos. I want to put that out there. Okay. Okay. To all those asking questions, the Amazons would briefly socialize with men for the sole purpose of reproduction. Okay. It was very specific in which part of the year they would do that. The Amazons were commanded by their queen and undertook regular military expeditions all over the world, Scythia to Thrace, Asia Minor, and the Aegean Islands, reaching to Arabia and Egypt. Aside from military raids, they were also associated with the foundation of temples and establishment of numerous ancient cities such as Ephesus, I'm probably gonna butcher these, I'm sorry guys, Chime, Smyrna, Sinope, Marina, Magnesia, Pagella, etc. The original Myths envisioned their homeland at the periphery of the known world at the time. Many claims of the exact locations range from Asia Minor, Lycia, Caria, etc., to the steeps around the Black Sea, or even Libya. Authors frequently referred to Pontus in northern Anatolia, on the southern shores of the Black Sea, as the independent Amazon kingdom, with the queen residing in its capital. Themisaria on the banks of Thermodon River. There are theories skeptics that believe that Amazons were just men mistaken for women by shaving their beards, tying up their hair, and wore clothing to their feet. This makes me think of the people that believe women could not have been Viking warriors even with burial proof.
1: (laughs) They're just men that are clean-shaven
0: and dressed modestly. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Years of archaeological discoveries of many burial sites of female warriors, including royalty in the Eurasian steeps, suggest horse cultures of Scythian, Sarmatian, and Hittite and other women have inspired and defined Amazon myth. In 2019, a grave with multiple generations of female Scythian warriors armed in golden headdresses were found near Russia's Voronas. I'm hoping that I said that right. Per the National Geographic article with an interview with Adrian Mayer, it is more than likely when the Greeks referred to Amazons, they were referring to Scythian warrior women. There was also a common misconception that they had only one breast. Mm -hmm. And that came from a dude named Hellenikos in the 5th century BC. And no ancient artist accepted this. And all depictions of the Amazons are with both breasts, although one might be covered. Hunger Games and other female archers depicted in media prove this was not necessary because they believed that you had to lop off a breast so that you could be a better archer. Dumb. Which was from one man's theory and everyone else was like, no.
1: <laughs> so I was going to say, still have both mine and I did archery when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: now, when looking at burial sites, a third of Scythian women showed proof of having been warriors alongside the men. They were seen as equals in this regard, and in these dig sites, they found these women were tattooed, smoked weed or hemp, with the guys, and possibly taught Thracian women to tattoo. They wore trousers. They also were the inventors of trousers, because they were the first people to ride horses. Hmm. And those were the people from the steeps. They were the first tailored garment, and they had to be sewn together while Greeks wore rectangles for clothes held by pins, and the Greeks thought trousers were an abomination Worn by barbarians, however, since they were taboo, they were obviously fascinated by it. (laughs) (laughs) There are many vase paintings of Amazon women in trousers, which is how I depicted mine. The Amazonian island from Apollonius of Rhodes' version of the epic of the Argonauts sets Jason and the Argonauts sailing east on the Black Sea and stopping at what they call the Island of Ares or Amazon Island. There, they claimed to see ruins of a temple and altar where it was claimed Amazons sacrificed horses and worshipped before heading to war. This meant Greeks were finding ruins associated with Amazons as far back as the Bronze Age, and recently, Turkish archaeologists found the temple and ruins mentioned in the Argonaut epic. So it was actually found. The common myth of Amazons abandoning their sons to their fathers comes from a common custom among nomadic peoples called fosterage. Sons would be sent to be raised by another tribe to ensure good relations between tribes. I'm thinking of Game of Thrones. It was a way to seal treaties and very common in antiquity. It's very probable Scythian and Thracian tribes practiced fosterage, but there's no archaeological evidence that they maimed boys. That's fun. Yes. Because that's what they were saying. Oh, they either kill their sons or they send them off. Well, they didn't kill their sons. There's no evidence of it, but they could have sent their sons off to Thrace. So now we have that history lesson. Let's dive into the actual mythology. Instead of what people these days have come to think of. Correct. According to myth, Otrera, the first Amazon queen, was the offspring from a romance between Ares the god of war and the nymph Harmonia of the Acmonian Wood. This made her a demigoddess. Also kind of a funny mix, the god of war and someone named Harmonia. Yeah, I know, right? Early records refer to two events where Amazons appeared prior to the Trojan War, which is before 1250 BC. Within the epic text, Belafron, the Greek hero and grandfather of brothers and Trojan war vets Glaucos and Sarpedon, faced Amazons during his stay in Lycia when King Lobates sent Bellophon to fight the Amazons. Youthful King Priam of Troy fought along with the Phrygians, who were attacked by the Amazons at the Sangarius River. The Iliad, written by Homer, has the Amazons present for the Trojan War. Where was this in the movie of Troy is my question, but it was nowhere. The epic... Aethiopius, which is now lost, was like the Iliad with several other epics, which was one of the works that combined to form the Trojan War epic cycle. In one of the few references to the text, an Amazon force serving Queen Penthesilia, who was a Thracian from birth, came to join the ranks of the Trojans after Hector's death and put the Greeks under some serious pressure. Only after great efforts and the help of Achilles did the Greeks eventually triumph. Penthesilia died fighting Achilles in single combat, and Homer deemed the myths of the Amazons as common knowledge, suggesting they had been known for quite some time prior. Homer was convinced that the Amazons lived in or around Lycia in Asia Minor. Troy is also mentioned in the Iliad as where the death of Amazon Queen Marine happens. The Amazons under her rule invaded territories of the Atlanteans, defeated the Atlantean city of Kern, and raised with a Z, right? The city to the ground,
1: burn it to the ground. Yes, that word always throws me off when I'm hearing it, until I hear to the ground. Because I'm like, oh, they they raised a city, like the Amish raised a barn. No, the other kind of raised. No, the other kind of raised. No, they,
0: raised. <laughs> they didn't raise it up. They raised it down. Damn. That puts a whole new meaning to that new energy drink that they have that actually is Rays with a Z. It is. (laughs) That's why I'm like, oh,
1: oh. You ever see something that's like a word and like, you know the word, but then when it becomes like the title of something, the real definition just goes out of your head. And you're like, that's no, that's just the item.
0: That's just, you know, it's an energy drink. No, it means to like, fuck some shit up. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so Scythia. I'm going to probably butcher this, and I'm sorry. The poet Bacchylides, 6th century BC, and historian Herodotus, 5th century BC, located Amazon homeland in Pontus, southern shores of the Black Sea in capital Themisyria, at the banks of Thermodon, currently the Term River, by what is now the modern city of Term. So... They had an idea of where it was. At least some
1: of the Greek authors had an idea of where it was. Yes. Even though others were like, we don't know.
0: Well, further on, Herodotus explained how that city came to be and how they came to live in Scythia. It's a really badass story. So after a Greek force defeated the Amazons in a battle at the Thermodon River, the fleet sailed home. Three of which, those ships were crowded with Amazon prisoners. Once they were out to sea, the Amazons overwhelmed and killed the small crews on the ships, and despite little skill in sea navigation, they managed to escape and safely embark on the Scythian shores. Oh, damn. Yeah. As soon as they caught enough horses, the Amazons asserted themselves in steep in between the Caspian Sea and the Black Sea. According to Herodotus, it was here they eventually assimilated with the Scythians, whose descendants were the Sarmatae, predecessors of the Sarmatians. Oh, okay. According to Strabo, 1st century BC, he visits and confirms the original homeland of the Amazons to be the plains by the Thermodon River. The Amazons had allegedly retreated to the mountains. Strabo added that other authors such as Metrodorus of Skepsis and Hippocrates <laughs> claim that after abandoning Themistria, the Amazons chose to resettle beyond the borders of the Gregarians, And for many generations, they would meet in secrecy once a year in two months of spring to produce babies. All females were retained for the Amazons. Males went to the Gregarians. Oh, damn. So that's why there is the myth of the boys being sent away and the women being only raising daughters. Mm -hmm. So, Heracles and the Amazons. I'm not going to dive too much into the Hercules story because eventually I do want to cover it. Okay, so... One of the many queens that I have listed is Hippolyte, who was an Amazon queen that died by the hand of Heracles. He set out to obtain the magic belt of Hippolyte, or the queen of the Amazons, for one of his labors. Okay. Okay. Neither side intended on entering combat leading to either opponent's death, but they began fighting due to a misunderstanding. (sighs) and it led to Heracles killing the queen and many other Amazons, and out of all of his strength, the Amazons just handed him the belt. But there's also another story version where he does not kill the queen and exchanges the belt for the queen's sister, who was kidnapped. Yeah. Then in the myth of Theseus, same queen, Queen Hippolyte, is abducted by Theseus, who takes her to Athens to make her his wife. She bears him a son named Hippolytus. I
1: would never have guessed.
0: <laughs> and in other versions, he kidnaps Hippolyte's sister, Antiope, instead. In revenge, the Amazons invaded Greece, plundered cities along the coast of Attica, and besieged and occupied Athens.
1: Well, I mean, you shouldn't steal people to make them your wives. That's right. not a good start to any relationship.
0: Agreed. Then we have the Amazons and Dionysus. <laughs> <laughs> can only imagine according to plutarch the god dionysus and his companions fought amazons at ephesus the amazons fled to samos and dionysus pursued them at a site since called panema which means blood-soaked field Bun. in another myth dionysus unites with the amazons to fight against cronus and the titans that's i'm just leaving at that Now, here's a list of the Amazon queens, most prominent Amazon queens. We have Otrera, which is the daughter of Ares and Nymph Harmonia, which is like the first Amazon queen. Mm -hmm. Then we have Hippolyte, which we just talked about. Then we have Penthesilia, who went to the Trojan War and accidentally killed her sister Hippolyte in a hunting accident. Yikes. Yeah. Then we have Marina, who defeated Atlanteans and formed an alliance with the ruler of Egypt. Hmm. Then you have... Thalestris, last known Amazon queen, according to Alexander the Great in three thirty BC. So, in modern day, we have the city of Samson in modern day Samson Province, Turkey, which features an Amazon village museum. Okay. Then there's so much fucking literature. I just I was not listing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I was like, there are way too many books here. Film and TV, they're found in several Tarzan releases, the 1980 film 9 to 5, where a misogynist is kidnapped by Amazons. <laughs> um, they appear in Wonder Woman, Loves of Hercules from 1960, Battle of the Amazons in 1970, War Goddess, 1973, Amazons, 1986, and then I just started, like, started just listing them because it just was too many. The 2014 Hercules, Xena Warrior Princess show, Yu-Gi-Oh! Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda series, and many more, including Diablo. I found some really cool military history here, so I had to put it in there. Okay. In 1787, a Russian general, Grigory Potemkin, I'm so sorry if I butchered that, created an Amazon's company who were wives and daughters of soldiers of the Greek battalion of Balaklava, not Baklava, Balaklava. (laughs) They were enlisted and formed this unit. Mino, or Minon, in late 19th to early 20th century, was an all female military regiment of former Kingdom of Dahomey, which is present day Benin. Due to the Amazon like qualities, they were dubbed the Dahomey Amazons. Huh. During 1905 to 1913, members of a militant suffragette movement frequently were referred to as Amazons. <laughs> And I don't know what they did, but all I can imagine is some confuckery must have happened. <laughs> then in Ukraine, you have Katerina Tarnovsky, who leads a group called the Asgarda, who claimed to be a new tribe of Amazons. She believes Amazons were direct descendants of Ukrainian women and created an all-female martial art for the group based on the fighting style Hopak, with special emphasis on self-defense. I remember hearing about that a couple years ago. I do, too. I think I might have texted you about it because I was like, oh, this is so cool.
1: (laughs) Didn't we then also go watch, like, Mm -hmm. the YouTube thing? And it wasn't quite
0: what, like, the title made you think it was going to be. I think we watched a whole YouTube documentary on it. And we were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, a whole society of women, what? What? and then like you actually watch what the translation is and you're like oh oh that makes sense okay (laughs) like not nearly as extreme as you you would expect but still pretty cool right so i just spent a good long time jabbing how about we take a small break before we get into your topic of it's a whole thing
1: it's a whole thing that we're gonna get into so we'll be back in just a moment we're back oh yeah
0: are you gonna tell me a story
1: i am gonna tell you a story
0: bedtime story with tea yay it is nighttime here
1: yeah we got to the recording late this time
0: i got really entrapped in god of war
1: that's okay so instead of breaking it down how i normally do i am gonna tell you a story content warning punishment murder and assault if that isn't your cup of tea We'll see you next time. As always, take care of yourself while listening. A long time ago, there was a woman named Io. She was the daughter of Anakas and the oceanic nymph Melia. When she grew up, she became a priestess at Hera's temple in Argos. All was well until her beauty caught the attention of
0: Zeus. Of course.
1: As Zeus is wont to do, he lusted after her, and at first she rejected his advances. But her father eventually kicked her out of his home on the advice given to him by the oracles. She was then turned into a white cow by Zeus to hide her from Hera. The deception failed, however. Hera asked for the cow, knowing full well it was one of her husband's lovers— And because Zeus had no reason to not give her the cow, he gave Io to Hera. Oh, damn. Hera placed Io under the watch of Argus, the 100-eyed giant, so that Zeus could never get back to her. At which point, Zeus had Hermes distract Argus with his panpipe and by telling him stories. Eventually, he killed him by lulling him to sleep and cutting off his head.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: Zeus spirits Io away still in the form of a cow. Hera, enraged at the death of Argus, put his eyes on the peacock's feathers, and then sends a gadfly to sting Io continually, chasing her all over the world, so that she has no rest.
0: Uh.
1: One day, Io passed Prometheus, chained to the Caucasus Mountains, and he told her to not be discouraged. One day you will be changed back to human form, he said, and become the matriarch of many great hero lines. She continued on and eventually reached Egypt, where Zeus turned her back into human form. It is here she gave birth to Zeus's children, Caroessa, a girl, and Epaphus, a boy. Io would go on to marry the Egyptian king Telegonus. Epaphus and Memphis had a daughter named Libya. Libya and Poseidon had a son named Belus. Belus and Achero had twin sons named Danaeus and Aegypsus. Now, Belus had a lot of land that he ruled over, so he gave Arabia to Aegypsus and to Danaeus he gave the country of Libya. As time went on, both brothers had 50 children from various women. Aegyptus' children were all male and Danaus's children were all female. Egyptus conquered more lands during his rule and eventually had enough land that he named it after himself, Egypt. One day, Egyptus suggests to his brother that each of his sons marry each one of Danaus's daughters. Being suspicious of his brother's intent, he fled with his daughters. He didn't know what to do because the water blocked their escape but then the goddess Athena came to him and taught him how to build the first ship, then told him to sail for Argos, the homeland of his great-great-grandmother, Io. They set sail and eventually land at Argos, after stopping to build a temple for Athena in gratitude on the island of Rhodes. They immediately go to King Pelasgus to beg for his protection from his brother. At first, the king is hesitant, but he puts it to a vote among his people, people vote yes, save them. And so he takes them in. Egyptus was not impressed or dissuaded from his pursuit by this, however. He and his sons arrive at Argos and threaten war unless Danaeus agrees to the marriages. Danaeus agreed in apparent defeat, but before they got married, he gave each of his 50 daughters a dagger and told them to kill their husbands on their wedding night.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Forty-nine did as he asked, and brought their severed heads to him as evidence. One, the eldest, named Hypermestra, did not kill her husband, because he promised to honor her wish to remain a virgin. She told him about the plot and told him to run to keep him safe from her father. Danaeus punished her by locking her away and putting her on trial, but the court said she was innocent of wrongdoing after Aphrodite came forward during her trial, and told them that men should never punish an act of love. Athena and Hermes purify the other 49 daughters of the murders, and Aeneas decides to find new husbands for them.
0: I don't trust this guy. (laughs) Like, he's shifty as fuck. And his daughters killed up just, like, by request. Yeah. I don't don't know.
1: The local men were hesitant.
0: (laughs) I'm with me I would be too. I'd be like,
1: uh oh. After the result of the last set of marriages. So, to sweeten the deal, Danaeus tells them that he would waive the bride price. And then.
0: Of course, that makes it easier.
1: He was flooded with too many suitors.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: He decides that it will be settled with a foot race. What? The first finisher gets first pick, then the second gets next pick, all the way down 48 daughters.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Danaeus sent his daughters to fetch water, but the springs were all dried up from Poseidon's anger. The second-to-last daughter, a one of the younger Danaids, accidentally woke up a satyr that tried to force himself on her, but she was rescued by Poseidon, who promptly made her his wife. Then he revealed to her the springs of Lerna. Hypermestra got to stay with her husband, and they live a happy, long marriage, by all accounts. After her husband took revenge on Danaus and slew him. <laughs> Once they died, all the daughters except Hypermestra and Amemone were given eternal punishments in the underworld. In order to wash away their sins, they were told to fill a tub with water and bathe in it. However, the tub and the vessels they carried the water in had holes, and so the tub never filled with enough water for them to wash away their sins.
0: Hold up. Didn't Poseidon marry one of his daughters?
1: That's why... that's a Maimony. So oh. the other 48 are the ones that were punished for eternity.
0: Okay, so she wouldn't have been punished because she was a god's wife.
1: That is my guess. It didn't specify why. It just said she was you know, what not included in the punishment. And the other daughter, Hypermestra, was not included in the punishment because she did not kill her husband.
0: Okay, I was just making sure I had it clear because, I mean, 49 daughters, 50 daughters is a lot to, to keep track of. I <laughs> it mean, is a lot of daughters. You, you know, moms nowadays, like, they could have two daughters and they still mix it up with a dog, you know? Right. So. Well, and and the
1: other thing is, they actually have the list of names and who the mothers of most of the daughters are. And I was like, I'm already going to butcher the names that I have to say. I'm not adding the rest of the names to this list. That
0: would have made this a much more lengthy episode and people would have been listening to about like five minutes of names.
1: Yeah, of me stuttering through names. (laughs) And that is the story of Io, her granddaughter's the Danaids and their 49 dead bridegrooms. Wow. So, as with most ancient Greek mythology, Mm -hmm. there were versions of the stories that had differences. Mm -hmm. So, in one version, instead of Zeus turning Io into a cow to hide her from Hera, Io was turned into the cow by Hera. Oh. As the punishment. One version has Hermes stoning Argus to death. One version has Hypermestra, instead of not killing her husband because he allowed her to remain a virgin, they said, oh, she's, as soon as she laid eyes on him, she fell madly in love and just could not kill him. Hmm. And a version said that Hypermestra's husband made peace with Danaeus instead of killing him. Hmm. Which, I mean, I feel like that would be a strain on a relationship. How do you let, like... He plotted to have your 49 brothers killed, and you're the only one that survived, and how... How
0: how do you make peace with that? Right. That makes no sense.
1: Yeah. Not that I'm condoning murder.
0: I can't make any sense of it in my own mind.
1: Yeah. So there's a version where they made peace, and Danaeus didn't die in that manner. So... That all came about because as I'm researching topics, I have running lists of, oh, that sounded interesting. I'll do that as an episode. Mm-hmm. And one of my lists for Greek said Io and the 50 dead bridegrooms. So I'm like, cool, I'll get to that later. Now it's time for a Greek episode. I go to my list. I'm like, okay, let's find Io and find out what's going on with these 50 dead bridegrooms. And I'm Googling and can't find anything about it. And I'm like, what the hell? Luckily, I had taken a picture of the article that mentioned it.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And basically the article it was talking about Io and at the bottom it was talking about how her descendants eventually were these girls and they killed their husbands. 50 dead bridegrooms is a misnomer. It was technically 49. I know that one is a big difference.
0: I feel like this is like a, there's a, there's gotta be either, either there is a Hollywood version of this story, some way, shape, or fashion, someday there will be.
1: I actually didn't see anything about this story there. So like when I was looking up modern
0: versions. versions, yeah,
1: basically I got you know Io is one of Jupiter's moons, but little else. There could so be a movie off
0: of this. Oh my
1: gosh, it would be like I feel like it would kind of be a comedy.
0: It would be. It would be a comedy. It'd be like this whole thing about how, but it'd be modern day. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> how do you, even... like no, like the dad's a gangster or some shit. Or some really, really rich dude. And basically in order to get the wealth of the men. So he he's like basically raised his daughters to do this for him. And then that one daughter's like, I can't do it. I just can't. I just can't do it. And the rest of them are like blood, lust, no problem. Kill the motherfuckers. But they choose men that are complete assholes. Okay. And then the one daughter that thought she picked an asshole wasn't actually an asshole. He was actually a decent person. Uh-huh. It's a whole story. There
1: was, like, a part where it's a mistaken identity. So it's, like, a guy yeah. named John Smith. She's like, this is a real asshole John Smith. And she marries the wrong one, and he's a sweetheart. And he's a
0: complete sweetheart, and she's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm supposed to kill you. And it's, like, this whole thing about the, the dad being like, you didn't kill the one man, so I can get the money. It'd be, like, a whole deal. Comedy of errors, I believe yeah. it's called. Yes, <laughs> and then that one guy would end up fucking killing the dad because he sees all the bloodshed that's happened, like, he finds the place where he kept all the severed heads because for, for some goddamn crazy reason he has the heads of the severed men to make sure he, like, had penance for every single one.
1: Because he's
0: Catholic. Because he's Catholic. You're gonna need a lot of Hail Marys, babe. <laughs> There's so many Hail Marys. Oh, Lord. Will that movie ever be created? Probably not, but it's fucking hilarious thinking about it. <laughs> so... Someone ever makes that movie, I just want tickets to see it. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I just want tickets to see it. I don't. I don't need the money for. it. I just want to see the fucking movie. Oh my gosh! Uh, How's that for a? Uh,
1: because we're right now we're in a wave of like everything's just being remade. everything's so
0: fucking boring because it's all the same shit. Yeah, all the same shit all the that time. That is your original idea. Yeah, it makes me really think of like Grand Tarantino esque, like, uh, Kill Bill sort of vibe. Quentin Tarantino.
1: Quentin Tarantino. Gran Tarantino's the guy from My
0: Hero Academia. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that! Okay. In my defense, I was watching a lot of My Hero while I was, like, alone in my hotel room. Your face was just like, what? Because he's, like, the little old man. Yeah, the little old man that, like, runs around really
1: fast That is so funny. Uh, I'm
0: sorry. I love it. Uh. That was cute. Okay. So it's anyway, an ah! <laughs> getting my media's mixed up. Oh yeah.
1: Oh goodness. So the other thing was that there was a mention of a theory that the Lernaean Hydra, because remember it's the Lerna Springs, mm-hmm. the Lernaean Hydra was that they buried the 49 heads and that's how the creature was born. Why it has so many heads? But another source said that they buried the 49 bodies there, not the heads, so that doesn't match up. But- no,
0: thank you. <laughs> Neither of those things sound good. <laughs> it's like the the green mask that they unearthed from the fucking, like... Put that thing back that where thing it came from, from. or, or so, so help, help me. me. Like, no. All these things that people are like talking about on tiktok and shit Yeah, scientists just found this thing why don't we just leave it alone don't touch it i don't want to find out no thank you <laughs> do you know how many old things they found like surviving viruses on let's not play with that no more viruses thank you no i've got one pandemic we're dealing with already let's not play with any more thank you <laughs> i'm good really <laughs> jesus christmas so now that i've Freaked you out,
1: scarred you for life. Got the heebie-jeebies now. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay.
0: The way you're saying that is like you knew this was it's, gonna happen. I'm I didn't. Not, are you sure? Uh huh. Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Give me something to brighten the mood. Now that I totally wrecked it.
0: Fine. Um, there's a few things. One, my hair is now teal and purple, thanks to you. Hmm. And it's been now cut back Cause three weeks away from Leah Leah's my like personal hairstylist. Yes So like she'll shave my hair for my mohawk I'm a woman of many hats She is Whenever... Jane
1: of all trades
0: Whenever I tell somebody that you're the one that does my hair Everyone's like what?
1: Did she go to school? And I'm like no Well I mean I did go to school just not to hair school No
0: you didn't get you... Beauty school dropout. <laughs> No. So, my hair looks fucking fantastic. It's, like, teal and purple streaks everywhere. Fucking love it. Also, I went looking for Groenfell Mead over in northern Maryland, but really, Groenfell Mead is found in, like, central to southern Maryland. Okay. So, where we went in, I did find other meads, and one of those meads is, like, based off of a very old recipe that was found, like, back in the day. And it's, like, I got a more expensive mead in a really pretty ceramic bottle. And then I've got another mead that's known as, like, a winter mead, but it's still supposed to be, like, chilled. I got both of those meads to drink. And I also got that um, St. Bernardus Abbey Ale. This is how stupid I am. So <laughs> I get this big-ass bottle for $13.99 like, Wow, that's cheap! because normally a smaller bottle is like $13.99 per bottle and I go to get it rung up I go to pour it for myself and I read the bottle I'm like wow it says one pint or 9.4 ounces wow that's a lot less fluid than I thought let me just see how much that really is so I fill up my pint mug (laughs) and I was like wow really 9.4 ounces there's gotta be more than that in here And then I've, like, almost finished the bottle, and Leah's like, Eliza, that's one pint and 9.4 fluid ounces. I drank so much of that (laughs) I drank the whole bottle. You were like... I was wondering why I felt it. You were
1: like, how would you read this? (laughs) Like, one pint or... And I was like, and. Not or. (laughs) And... What? One pint is not nine point six fluid ounces. That's what I
0: thought, and I looked at it, <laughs> and I was like, "That makes way more sense." And I'm like drunk at this point. While I'm saying that, <laughs> I did not drink like that at all while I was away. Right, that was like my first drink <laughs> since I came back, and I totally I was like, "I'm not drinking the rest of the weekend." I didn't have a hangover or anything. I drink a lot of fluid, but I don't like drinking like that. I don't. (laughs) But it was funny. It was funny. (laughs) It was funny. I do plan on having the really nice mead next weekend for my 30th birthday, and I'm really excited about it. So I've got my guitar. Which happened already for this episode. For this episode. By the time you're listening to it, I've already drank it. And then (laughs) (laughs) I did take my guitar to Jersey and the people I worked with made me bring my guitar to work the last day I was there, and play for them. And I quickly remembered how much I do not like hearing myself on a recording. <laughs>
1: and then the people, which like, is funny because you have a podcast.
0: That's different. I feel like that's different. Like I'm talking about listening to myself when I know I've messed up.
1: Oh, so this is okay because I edit? Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) This is okay because I know you're going to edit this. But like my, if I'm playing music live and I know I fucked up, I'm like, fuck, I know I fucked up. I know I fucked up real hard. But anyway, I got a whole pizza from this pizza place in New Jersey called Manny's Pizza. If anyone's ever in Union, New Jersey, please give that place a gander. They make very good pizza pies. Oh my goodness. I fell in love, but I am not driving five hours (laughs) to get pizza. I'm sorry. It's like the whole reason I came back to the East Coast was for mom, pop pizza places. And let me just say, New York, New Jersey, you guys know how to make a good pizza. (laughs) I ended up going there. I think it was a few nights in when I first got out. And I went with one of my coworkers, and the guy, like Manny, was telling ghost stories behind us while we were fucking eating our pizza. It was the most awesome shit because it was like thunderstorming outside. I was like, this is the epitome of summer. And I love it. (laughs) Absolutely loved it. Anyway, please tell me something to brighten the mood. I'm sorry, I've been gabbing away. I'm glad you're home. I am too.
1: I did not like you being away that long.
0: I didn't either. And
1: while you were away i made some purchases and one of them as you guys know i use watercolor for most of the art if it's not going to be digital usually it's watercolor and i purchased gouache which is you kind of use it like a watercolor you can dilute it down like that but it's also can be opaque like an acrylic so it's a new medium that i've been playing with i made some of my friends Their Christmas present already with it. So I've been practicing a lot more painting and painting styles and painting mediums. I also grabbed, while I was shopping online, a glass calligraphy pen that came with a bunch of different colored inks that have glitter in them. So I got to play with that. But I also managed to completely cover myself in ink and had rainbow fingers at work this past week. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) But, like, the life of an artist, right? So, got to play with new art materials. So then, when Eliza came home, we went shopping and she got me a new pair of work sneakers that are super comfy. They're, like, walking on clouds. Yes. And they're my favorite color. And then... Our oven has been on the fritz for a while. So we picked up a toaster oven slash air fryer and we're going to try making the beer bread in that because the last couple times I've tried making beer bread in the oven, it has taken like three hours because the oven just keeps turning itself off. Tears were shed. Multiple times. (laughs) Tears were shed. Beer bread was dropped. On fur-covered floors.
0: It was awful. We still tried to manage to eat some parts of it. It was still not the best situation.
1: Maybe if Dova didn't shed so much.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, those are my things to brighten the mood. By the time we're posting this, we'll be just coming back from the beach.
1: Yes, this is a little bit of a time warp. So we are recording this a couple weeks early. Mm -hmm. It is still August, but by the time it is posted, we'll be back from the beach and Eliza will be newly 30, finally catching up because, you know, this one's been 30 for a couple months.
0: Oh my gosh. You're
1: so young. She's a youngin'.
0: Oh my God, shut up. So by the time you're listening to this, we'll probably be recording the the next next episode by then right mm-hmm. depending on how ambitious we are right so have fun traveling through time with us this is coffee table mythos we'll catch you next time